Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Pat on Fan Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milford. the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment. I'm your host, Ryan, and tonight we have Brian the Killer Shiller. I'm glad I'm not toes anymore. <laughs> you thought I was going to say it, didn't you? I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, me and Brian are going to talk tonight. You know, we've uh, I've been going through a slump here lately trying to get a hold of winter fishing and you know brian's went through some slumps through through the year you know uh especially in the tournament scene oh yeah trying to losing focus of you know what's really important and everything so we just wanted to talk about that i'm sure a lot of people can relate um to going through slumps with fishing and everything and you know it's something that's you know really frustrating like whenever, like with me, you know, I, I started the year not with a lot of expectations because I hadn't had a lot of luck in the past. And then I've had, a, have done pretty good this year and, yeah. and uh, like compared to my past years. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like I was actually getting somewhere and, you know, I was getting the hang of it. And then this past two months or maybe month and a half, something like that. I just, I can't seem to find any fish. And you hit so, a wall, man. You hit yeah, a wall. And so that's, that's been, uh, that's been super frustrating for me. And, uh, and you know, like I, I, I told you guys, you know, that, that one day, like the last time I went fishing, <laughs> it was, it was new year's Eve and I, I was like, anybody want to buy some tackle? Because I, I, I think I'm done. I'm, I, yeah. It's I, funny, man. Like, it, I've said that so many times. It, it's ridiculous, you know? Like, uh, and, and I think it's not only relatable in fishing, but anything, right? Like, yeah, I get frustrated just editing the podcast sometimes. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I think I was talking to Josh the other night, and I was... Like I was telling you before we started, I had some lag issues with my computer and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm just done. 
I'm, <laughs> I'm sick of doing this, you know, and it's just that pure frustration raging out, man. But, you know, like you said, like, um, I, I don't think I've told you this personally, but it, it it's kind of cool to see how far you have come this year. You know, I know um, just getting to know you through when you started up bass fishing for noobs on your own. And I think it was your first episode you went through, you were talking about, you pretty much could name all the fish you caught, right? Yeah. And, and this year you've blown all your years combined out of the water and yeah. you've caught some personal bass. You figured some stuff out and things are starting to click. And I know how this goes too, man. Like, like I said, you, you just hit that wall and you're like, I'm done. I'm selling everything. Like what the hell? Like I had this figured out and now it changes. But too I think much time that, and money into it. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. And that's the thing. Like, um, well, and that's with any um, any sport or hobby. Like, you invest some money. Uh, you invest a ton of time trying to get good at that hobby because obviously you enjoy it and you just want to get better at it. And um, it gets super frustrating. And I think so many people, especially in fishing, what we do. Um, a lot of people can relate, um, you know, like you said, uh, my tournament season kind of like took a dive at the end of the year because I lost focus. Um, so I think, I think there's some key points in here, man, that just talking from our experiences and what we do, um, to, to change that up is going to help some folks out for sure. Yeah, man. Um, I, I know with me. One thing that kind of helped that last day whenever I was real frustrated and, you know, talking to y'all about it, you know, y'all helped me out. Like, y'all were like, you know, don't give up and, you know, encouraged me. And then one thing you said, uh, just to kind of sum it up, you you were like, look, just do you. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that, that's basically what you say. It's a little longer than that, but that, that's <laughs> basically what you say is, is, you know, do you. And it got me thinking because signed up for a monthly tournament right now with yeah. KBFTN. And uh, with that, there's only like two lakes that you're allowed to fish on. Okay. And one of those is Percy Priest Lake. And, but you're allowed to fish the Stones River that runs into there up to a certain point. Okay, yeah. And so that's that's where I've been at because Stones River, you know, it's like the spot that I've, I've been trying to go to is like two miles from where I caught my personal best largemouth. It's like a mile or two down the river from where I caught my personal best largemouth. And so, like, on that river, I've started to feel pretty confident, but right now it's at winter pool and I'm used to fishing around wood structure yeah. and all that's up on the bank. And so, you know, I'm, I don't even know if the river is a good place to fish right now <laughs> with, with, you know, with it being cooler and, you know, not having that wood structure and all that. But, but you, you got me thinking when you were saying, you know, do you, it's like, this ain't even where I want to be, where I want to fish right now. I'm only fishing here at the moment because I'm part of this online tournament. Sure. And like, 
because I've been wanting to, we got a place called Williamsport here. It's ran by the TWRA. Okay. And yeah, it's, it's public, but you've got to pay like, I think it's like five or six bucks to get a permit to fish there. Okay. And, uh, I've been wanting to go out there cause I ain't been out there since spring. And I was like, you know, I, I could go out there and fish where I want to fish, where the water level is going to be up. Cause they don't really have like a, much of a drain off. So, okay. So the water's probably going to be up. And and then I, I could go duck river, you know, uh, when Josh Stewart was on my, on my segment, uh, we were talking, I was talking to him about that. And like, he got me, you know, stoked up to hit duck river. Cause you know, <laughs> duck river is like a, two miles from my house okay okay uh, and so like i i mean it, it's now it's high right now it, and it's moving a little fast so i don't know if that's really where i need to be right now but you know I, I could i ain't even been to really check it out to see like does this look like a safe place i could fish because but i do want to fish there so i guess what i'm basically getting at is i was fishing for the tournament not for myself is it does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I get that, man. So that's that's the thing with tournaments, man. It 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 forces you out of your element, so to speak, right? Which and ain't necessarily a bad thing. No, 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 no. I I think it's a good thing. Um, but I think the thing that really offset you was because you made a comment and you were like, "I'm in this tournament. I can't even put up one fish." Yeah. So to me, when you when you made that statement, you were more worried about putting fish on the board and seeing your name on that leaderboard than you were fishing. Right. So I think that's the key, because that's what happened to me. And I'm talking from experience. I could be totally wrong. But if I had to break it down psychologically, what you were probably thinking was, man, I just want to see my name on this leaderboard. And I don't want to skunk. Nobody likes skunking, right? We all feel like yeah. failures when we do that, right? Totally get it. Totally get it. Um, I feel the same way, you know, like I've, you know, and I think I told you when that conversation took place, I'm like, I think I'd rather skunk than fall one 12 inch fish short. And yeah. I'm still like not over that dude. That was <laughs> at, uh, that was at Mark Twain. Um, and, and there was a lot of factors that went into that, right? And I, I really elaborated because I had, I think it was like a five-hour drive home by myself. So there was, dwelling on it. Oh, yeah. And there was points in the vehicle where I legit, like, screamed at the top of my lungs and, like, punched my steering wheel and, like, told myself I was a flipping idiot and, like, all this stuff, right? And I was like, woosa. You know, like bad boys too. Start rubbing my ears. Woosa. You know, but I'm like, I think you got to take in, and I think, um, you know, listening to your, uh, I think it was the episode with Jody Queen, right? Where I think it was him. It, it could have been somebody else uh, that was recently on the podcast, but they were like, take and learn from every experience on the water, um, whether it be yourself. Um, another angler that's super experienced, a beginner, like try to, and I've always, I think I've said that before on the podcast, like I go out on the water, I try to learn at least one new thing, right? Fishing's a never ending learning process. So 
you know, with, with what you were saying is, you know, you went back to what produced before in that river, right? You were, you were kind of trying to go back and recreate that. And I think the big struggle that we all have as fishermen is, uh, we always have that crutch, that fallback, whether it be a spot that is always produced for us, a bait that's always worked well. Um, you know, the the moon was in the right phase and you always catch fish on that, right? Well, let's remember, this is fishing, not catching. And fish change and adapt to different environments and things like that. Like, for me, like right now, like the one thing when this whole conversation was going down, I was like, man, I suck at winter fishing. I don't even know where to tell this kid to go fish. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like if I had to break down the four seasons, like the worst season for me is absolutely winter. Like I struggle with it. And there's like, I've had a few opportunities where I probably could have gone out fishing, but I'm like, man, I'm I'm afraid that I'm not going to catch fish. I'm going to put up that goose egg so I don't go, which is bad. I'm not saying do that, but you know, it would force me out of my element like you were in this uh, tournament situation. But um, I think the big thing is, is you just got to have fun. You just got to be out there to enjoy it. I know a couple of the guys in the chat were like, remember when we started fishing, man, like, that's why you're out there. It's not to cash a check or, you know, take third place or be in the top 10. You're just out there to have fun. The tournament is a bonus. And I think if you look at some of the most successful anglers in the kayak community, that's what they do. They don't worry about all the crap. Um, they don't let that get to them. They just, they just focus on going out fishing and having a good time. It is hard, man. I mean, that is like, my biggest mental struggle uh when it comes to tournament fishing <clears throat> and you know that 12 inch fish had i caught that that would have cashed me a check i think i would have been in like seventh place um i would have beat sam jones and aoi <laughs> you know like i was thinking about stuff like that rookie of the year because i was like kind of in the contention at that point in time and I let all that stuff affect me and my decision-making and my fishing. I wasn't fishing. I was focused on all this other stuff. But, I mean, this can even be when you're out fun fishing, right? Like, okay, for instance, uh, Josh was out here uh, Labor Day weekend. And I'm slamming bass left and right, right in front of him. Josh is hooking up just as much. But every time he would get the fish to the surface, it would jump and spit the hook. If you watch the season three trailer, the guy in his kayak slamming his rod down, that was Josh out of pure frustration after losing his like 20th fish. <laughs> and that's that's one thing I will say about Josh, right? Like, and if you talk to Josh Eldridge, you know, he's all I mean, he's a good dude. Um, but he's just focused on having a good time on the water. You know, whether that be hanging out with a buddy um catching a bunch of fish or just enjoying the surroundings while he's on the water and as frustrated as he got he kept fishing um went through that whole mental thing and and we even talked about it i'm like dude i think you're jack chawing that hook a little too hard bro i think he was setting the hook so hard he was ripping a 
a hole in the bass's mouth, and when he jumped, yeah. the hook just remember, fell out. <laughs> I remember y'all talking about that. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? He he kept going. He didn't give up. Um, there there was a time where Josh really wanted to give up when I caught a bass out from underneath his kayak. <laughs> he was mad that I mentioned this on the other podcast, so I'm 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 mentioning it again. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, even uh, still, he was like, "Really, bro? Really?" Like, I'm done. But he kept fishing. He was just joking around, you know? So, it's funny, man. Like, I, I've been looking at him lately and what he does as kind of like a driving force on, like, staying positive and moving forward. Um, you know, you just got to enjoy that time out on, the, out on the water. And, I mean, your first couple of tournaments, dude, are going to be nerve-wracking. You're just going to be, like, you're going to notice, like, you're thinking about catching fish and, like, all right, when I get a fish, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to get the fish uploaded. I got to breathe, bro. <laughs> because like, I, I don't know about you, but like one thing that I find about me, like usually my first like four casts in a tournament, I'm like casting and ripping that stuff back in. And I'm like, whoa, hit the brakes, bro. Like, what are you doing? Like, calm down, breathe, do your normal presentation, do your normal cast. Like, you know, you just feel like you're in such a rush and in a hurry to, you know, get those fish and get them on the board. And I think if you just calm down and just focus on what you're doing and you're fishing, like, it's going to help you out for sure. It, you know, one thing that I, like with me in this monthly tournament, you know, I, my point of view compared to like yours, um, with with that tournament with you i don't think i would feel as bad about you know not or not getting a limit or even not even catching a fish in a in a day tournament or like a live tournament i guess yeah, yeah uh because it's like you can brush it off like okay i just had a bad day well yeah. this is this is a month-long tournament it's like dang you couldn't even get one good day in a month <laughs> but one, one thing i did do is after all that I looked on Tourney X and was just seeing what people had and like half the field. I, I think even now, like only half the field has a fish. Yeah. A fish. Not a, and you know, the month's almost over. Yeah. And, uh, and nobody as last time I looked, nobody had a limit. Okay. You know, two, I think two people had four fish. The rest had, you know, maybe three or two or one, yeah. and then almost half the field, nothing. Yeah. So either people just ain't been able to get out there, or they're having the same struggles I am. But but you're you're talking about when I was talking to Jody Queen. Well, something I figured out from him is the area I was fishing. I was doing it wrong. Okay. okay. And uh, you know, because I was telling him like, yeah, I'm. A, up against this rock wall that's like 15, 20 foot right off the wall. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm throwing the throwing chatter bait, you know, because it's muddy water. Thinking they'd bring it to him, he's like, he's like, man, that right there is crankbait heaven. You, yeah. you need to be throwing a crankbait. And I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 and I think a lot of that had to do with, you know, I've been wanting to try to dial in with a crank or with a uh, chatter bait. Uh, a chatterbait yeah, and uh and get to where i can catch fish with it so i was so focused 
on that, that I wouldn't really, you know, pay attention. What should I really be throwing here? Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, dude. Like, you know, wintertime, obviously I've I've read a bunch of stuff. Well, I mean, my situation up here in the north is a little different than you in Tennessee. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying it doesn't get cold or it doesn't snow in Tennessee, but, um, you know, we get ice on our lakes, you know. So that really, like, our waters get super cold, yeah. which makes fish super lethargic. So trying to get them to bite and stuff. Like, and that's a thing too, you know, it's like, you know, like you said, you wanted to dial in that chatterbait. I think the big question there is, is this the right time of year to be throwing that bait? I mean, to me personally, I might tie on a chatterbait, but again, I'm, I'm by no means an expert with the chatterbait. I will be the first person to admit that, you know, when I think like lethargic fish, I think finesse fishing something really slow that's going to appease and the fish isn't going to have to really work or exert a bunch of energy to get that bait. Right. Um, you know, usually like a chatter bait, they're chasing that thing down crankbait. You can, you know, crank a little slower and, you know, fish just pop up, grab it, whatever. Same thing with a jerk bait, like jerk bait is supposed to be, this is like the time of year to throw a jerk bait and spring, you know? Um, but they say when you're fishing that jerk bait in like cold water, like you do your twitches and then your paws. I, I forget who it was I was listening to. It might have been Tactical Bassin or somebody. Um, they were like, I'll let my bait pause there for like a minute and a half before I twitch it again. Like that's just, that's some slow fishing. Like, I don't know if I could stand that. So yeah. when you're in that situation, that that can make all the difference in the world. But if you don't have the patience, and that was one thing I wanted to bring up that Jody had mentioned in the last episode with you was, you know, just have patience. Just stay out there, stick it out, you know, do what you need to do. And I think that's that's the one thing, right? So I was thinking about this today because I knew we were going to have this conversation tonight, like – you know, when you start fishing, usually it's, you know, somebody's like, hey, you want to go fishing? And you have this awesome day, right? And you catch a bunch of fish, and then you're hooked. And then you go out and try doing it on your own, and then you're like, uh, what happened? I thought this was like, I catch a fish every other cast, like, and now I can't <laughs> catch a single fish, right? You know, and it gets super frustrating. Um so, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, that's why we do this podcast, because there's guys and gals like like us that hit these walls, and we talk about it to kind of help everybody through it. So, um, I don't know. There's so, there, there's so much more information out there nowadays on, like, how to fish certain techniques. And that's the thing, man. Like, your segment, the Bass Fishing for Noob segment, is one of our most popular segments on the Paddle and Fin podcast. And I think that's because it's it's instructional. It's informative. It, it teaches folks how to do different things, right? And I, I think, like, I'll, I'll say this right now. I think that's why you've become such a better fisherman, right? Because, like... You're getting all this knowledge on a weekly basis, and then you're hitting the water, and you're sitting there in your kayak, 
your little vibe kayak with your Barbie rod. And you're like, <laughs> oh, yo, man, Jody Queen told me to do this or or Josh Stewart told me to do this. So I'm going to try this and it and it you'll end up having some success, you know. All right. I was yeah, kidding about I'm... the Barbie rod. I'm just <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's it's actually um, a toy story. So, yeah, oh, but, uh... toy story. Right. I like it. I need uh, to give you one of them. <laughs> I could probably but, catch a 12-inch fish with a Toy Story ride. Maybe you never know. <laughs> but uh, oh, I lost train of thought. What is, oh, I, I was gonna go back. You know, you were talking about water temperature and stuff. Sure. That that last day I went out, it was New Year's Eve, and when I got on the water, I was feeling good because that water temp was like 54 degrees. Oh yeah, and, I'd be and that was too. That was warm, warmer than it's been in, in like, almost two months. Yeah. Like it's it's been around like fifty fifty one, and I was like, man, the water's warmed up a little bit. I bet they're going to be a little more active, and so I was feeling good that day. But you're spoiled, man. I'd be lucky if I could find thirty four degree water up here right that, now. <laughs> that's that's why I was telling Jody Queen like part of me wants wants to like give y'all a hard time like haha I I can. Uh, <laughs> I could go fishing, but then it's like, well, I'm still not catching fish, so not a whole lot to rub their <laughs> Yeah, but still, man, you're on the water. That's the thing, right? You're still on the water having a good time, you know, tearing it up. I mean, I'd, I'd love just to just jump in the water and just get a line wet. I've even considered going down and floating the river because my home lake here, it's like it was totally froze, and guys were out ice fishing one weekend. I think that was right before Christmas. And then it warmed up Christmas week, and some of the ice melted, but all the shorelines were iced in, so I couldn't get out there. They're still iced in. Um, most of the smaller bodies of water out this way are all frozen up. The only thing that's open is the river, but um, I don't know, and, man. Me and the river have a love-hate relationship. <laughs> and and see. That kind of leads me to another thing I was wanting to talk about. Yeah, man. Because I know me and you have talked about this a little bit. Um, you know, you know, I've been trying to figure out like deeper areas to fish, and but my fish finder ain't the greatest. They don't really show a whole lot of structure and I'm still learning how to use it. So I don't really know where a whole lot of stuff is. And I know you've talked about like, you know, with with you, you know, when the water freezes, y'all can like drag limbs out on the ice, and when it yeah, when it yeah. melts, then it floats down, and then you you pretty much know where that's at. And I don't I don't have that, and so that that's been a pretty frustrating too, like trying to figure out where in the so, deep water fish are going to be hiding and what they're going to be around. Do you look at like Navionics or anything like that for some of the bodies of water you're fishing? I was for a little bit. Now I haven't really, but but see, that's another thing is when I did use Navionics, it there wasn't a whole lot of stuff posted on there. Like I, I think there was like a couple spots where it's like a tree or rock or something like sure, that. Sure, not a whole sure. lot of people have posted stuff from what I saw around here. So like. I know for me, like, right, like when I'm going to fish a new body of water, like for a tournament or something like that, 
you know, I'll use a combination of um, Google Maps, satellite maps, and uh, and then the um, Navionics. Sometimes I'll I'll bring my Garmin Fish Finder up here. I got you know lake maps on there and stuff. <laughs> But I think, like, with your setup, with the, the depth finder you got, man, like, the key with that is is knowing your depths. Now, the second key to utilizing that, I think, if I, if I was in your position, this is how I'm talking it out. This may not work for everybody. But I would go on to avionics. I'd look at the body of water, look where the deep holes are, um, you know, deeper points, things like that, where I think uh, fish would hold up. And then go out there, um, you know, and you can even use a GPS on your phone to, like, get out where you're going, depending on if you have service. Um, but then utilizing that depth finder, like, you know that this should be X amount of feet, um, according to what Navionics says. Now, that the one thing with Navionics is that it changes all the time. Um, like you're talking about, I know some Tennessee... Um, reservoirs and stuff like that they'll draw down a what's called winter pool so that could be five feet that could be 30 40 50 feet you know down in the water column so that's a little hard to figure out when you're dealing with that like i know when um jay and i fished uh it wasn't cherokee lake in tennessee what the heck lake was that we did the paddle and fin meetup out there. It was beginning of the year, and uh, that is that lake, one y'all were out towards Gallenberg? Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget what lake that is. It's part of the French Broad River system. I'm not sure. I, I've never been out there fishing. Oh. We, we can find it though. Yeah, I mean, either way, like that water was down like 40 feet. I want to say something like that. I mean, it was quite a bit, and um. Like, where we launched the one day was usually underwater. Like, we drove out onto this rocky, like, beach or whatever. And, I mean, the water level had to been down 30, 40, 50 feet. Was it but, Douglas? Yes, Douglas Lake. Douglas Lake. Um, so, you know, you got to kind of figure that out. You got to do the math and whatever. But either way you should still be able to figure out where the deeper holes are i think um what we could do you and i one time is jump on a skype call like this i could screen share and we can go over um like reading a navionics map and what what i'm looking for i know sam and i had talked about doing one of those like as a video for like map study and stuff yeah that would be Um, awesome but um yeah, I think that would be key, man. Like, because that's the thing. You look at a map like that. Sometimes, like, you don't necessarily comprehend what all those squiggly lines on the page looks like, you know, or what that translates to. And I will say, like, I think there's, um, I think you can pay for like an updated version of Navionics, um, where it gives you like a 3D style map. So you can actually see where these humps and things are. But, you know, the one thing is that um, I will say that I learned, well, I've learned this a while ago, but, you know, Navionics is a very broad description of what the lake bottom is. And especially this year, you know, 
I I ran that Garmin 93 SV, and that thing's got a uh, an option on it where it's called Quick Contour or something like that. And you can record the bottom of the lake as you're going around and remap the lake or the body of water you're on. So I kind of toyed around with that on my home lake, and I found humps and little crevices and stuff all over the place that I never knew were there and never showed up on our Navionics map. You rich um, people and your fancy toys. Jeez, oh, come <laughs> on, man. I got that. I got that depth finder for like next to nothing. Um, but you know, it doesn't matter if you have that fancy fancy toy. There's so many uh, unique tools out there that you can use to kind of help, right? And and try to relieve those frustrations. And I think that's a big thing if you look at a lot of successful tournament anglers so to speak um they do a lot of homework a lot of homework like i know i forget it was it sam sam jones or maybe alan reed i saw um they were studying a map book the other day put a post up and the tournament ain't till like march or april you know <laughs> so it's like are you, are you know, talking about the nc I don't know what it, what they were looking, what body of water it was. I just saw they had a lake map out, and I was like, Jesus, guys. I was going to say, if they're studying for the national championship, like it, it, it might be worth it to go hit. I mean, that's a lot of yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I know um, uh, JP, shout out to JP, one of my Rocktown guys. He's been studying maps since, like, November for the NC. You know, to try and prep that and going back and watching old Bassmaster tournaments and looking at old tournament. Re- I mean, a lot of guys dive into that. Some people don't buy into that. Um, you know, I'll look at, I don't go through usually and look at all that old stuff. Um, I will usually look at the maps, look at satellite images, things like that. And you were mentioning like finding finding rocks and boulders and things like that. Usually when you're looking at a satellite map, um, depending on the water clarity, sometimes you can see that in the water. Um, Sometimes you can see where the shoreline goes from gravel to like mud or sand. You know, that might be an area I'd focus on because usually what's on shore is what's going out off the edge of that, you know, shoreline into the deeper part of the water there. So, I mean, there's there's some tips and tricks that definitely can play into that, but um, I don't know. I think we're getting <laughs> off subject, but... <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, I think that's a big reason why I was targeting that rock wall. Yeah. I was like, I was like I'm, if the rock wall's here, it was probably blasted out, so there's probably sure. rock underneath here. And my, my thought is, you know, sun hits the rock, rock gets warm, holds heat, the fish yeah. are probably going to be up close to it. So I, I was trying to put it together. You know, I've gotten a lot yeah. better with that. We were talking about earlier, you know, you, you say you feel like the podcast has really helped me. And I, I credit a lot of my success this year to this podcast and talking with all these different anglers and getting sure. their insights. And, and you know, on top of that, I've watched, I, don't, I can't tell you how many YouTube videos this year. Sure. You know, try, trying to, just trying to get it down. And I do have a lot more knowledge. It's just yeah. putting that knowledge it's to use, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like one of those things, right? Like you always hear, 
I don't know, I might be dating myself saying this, you got book smart and street smart, you know? And if you're not a combination of the two, you're going to really struggle at certain things, you know? And I think that's just it. You got all the, the book smarts right now. Now you need the street smarts or the experience of using those book smarts to kind of gel it together. But I will say, like, when I heard you talking about, um, you know, the the rock wall and you went over there and you, you, you just had this feeling like there should be fish here, right? Like, I was like, dude, it's clicking with Milford. He's like zoning in because, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't seen the body of water. But from what you described, I'd probably be in that same area, but throwing a different bait. <laughs> you <laughs> well, know you what know. I mean? But well, and and that's the thing too, right? Like, so here's the thing too. Like, I think I see this happen with Jay Randall all the time. I always love using Jay as an example for this. <laughs> Picking on Jay. Always out fishing, right? And um if it's him catching a bunch of fish, I'm like, hey, man, what are you using? And he'll tell me. And immediately I'm digging in my tackle, trying to find something almost exactly the same or the exact same thing. I'll tie it on and I'll start catching fish. I'm catching a bunch of fish in front of Jay. And he's like, really? Another one? I'm like, yeah, dude. This, uh, you know... Texas rig Sanko is crushing it, dude. Green pumpkin, red flake. Here, you want a couple worms? No, nah, man, I'm good. I'm just going to keep fishing this. <laughs> you know? And then Jay won't catch any fish, but he's out there fishing, enjoying his time on the water. And I'm like, dude, why didn't you switch up? I offered you some worms. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. And he knows, like, he's stubborn like that, right? Because I think we, it goes back to, like, that spot where you've been a thousand times before it's always produced fish for you. And then the one time you show up, it's like ghost town, right? Not a fish to be found. So we just stay there and keep fishing it over and over and over because we've had success there. We've caught fish there. And it's like, come on, man, I've caught 50 fish out of this hole. There's gotta be one down there, but one never bites at the end of the day. So I think the big thing is, is like us as fishermen, we got to quit being stubborn. Like you, you were fishing that spot, throwing the chatterbait, throwing the chatterbait. Nothing's hitting it. Nothing's hitting it. Nothing's hitting it. When do we as anglers go, this isn't working. I need to use a different bait, right? And change it up. I will say that's not the only thing I used. I, 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 I did... I did change it up a little bit, but damn it, you're ruining my example. (laughs) I I was I was changing it up to other things that I don't really have a lot of experience with. Sure. Now, now one thing that I did use that I've got experience with, I've caught like two fish off of, is a Ned rig. Yeah. I was trying it along that rock wall, and I was getting bites, but I think it was bluegill because there's a bunch of like tap 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 tap, and I try to set the hook and nothing. Yeah, that's probably so, blue. Yeah, that's so, so with that being said, like, I would have shifted out a little deeper. Like, usually them bass are skirting the outside of where those gills are, right? In, in my experience. Sometimes they're in them, feeding on them. Um, but, I mean, Ned Rig would have been one of the things I tossed, no doubt. Like, 
that goes back to me talking about winter fishing. Like me, winter fishing to me screams finesse fishing. Um, so it's not necessarily a bad thing, but that's the thing. Like, you know, the point I was getting at is a lot of times we as fishermen, we get so comfortable with a spot or a bait or something like that. And we'll fish it from sun up to sundown and not catch a fish and not change that bait out once. And that was, that was a big thing for me the beginning of the season. And that was one of the things I lost grasp of. I, I've is, been there too. I, at the beginning of the season, I told myself like, don't overfish a bait. Like if, if it's not working, you got to change it up. You got to find something that's going to work and this and that great success when I did that. Now, going back to the, the original story of Mark Twain, I fished the same, what, two, two baits all day. I had a bait tied on to a rod right next to me that everybody caught fish on all day, which was a Ned rig. Didn't throw the Ned rig once, but, you know, I had caught fish earlier in the week on those two specific baits, and I stopped at those two. And I kind of broke my rule where I didn't, you know, I'd find as many different working baits as possible, you know, throughout pre-fishing. So when it came down to tournament time, if the bite got tough, I knew what go-to baits I could use. And I was stuck with two, and I ran out of options, and I never picked that rod up. And I probably could have caught my 12-inch fish. Yeah. But I, I know exactly what you're talking about because, you know, in my first several years of, you know, trying to bass fish, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of luck. But what I did have luck on was a jig. Yeah. And yeah. so when I went out, I was throwing that all day, every day. And uh, I, I, I mixed up a little bit. Not a whole lot. And then this year, I know y'all love hearing me talk about Whopper Ploppers so much. <laughs> so this year, my buddy's like, yeah, you, uh, you need to try this. You know, I heard about it on the radio and and I've got some and, you know, they work good. So I, I didn't want to do it, but I did. And then I started getting fish on it. And so like, I can put the jig down like, man, let me. Do well, then I didn't want to put the Whopper Plopper on or put the whopper plopper down so it's middle of the day in summertime 100 degrees outside i'm still throwing top water and you know that's probably the time i should have put it down and picked up the jig but <laughs> but uh yeah i mean well that's the thing right so i know i know i teased you a bunch about about the whopper plopper but there was <laughs> there was kind of a thing behind that right like I wanted to tease you to the point where like you're like, God damn it, I gotta quit throwing this thing, so that way uh, uh, these guys quit picking on me. But that was to open up a door for you to try something else. But I mean, hey, dude, like, like I said, like, all right, so Whopper Plopper works for you all the time, right? In that right time of year, like, I'd have one tied on at all times, you know, if I'm carrying multiple rods just to throw in different areas and see if fish are, are, are biting on that topwater bite. But also at the same time, I'd have that jig on like you were talking about, and then I'd have something to cover like that middle, middle water column, kind of like what Jody was talking about on the podcast with you, you know, um, when he was talking about his three baits, I think it was. But 
you know, that's the thing too. You got to remember that those fish move up and down in the water column. So, you know, that's one thing I do when I'm on the water, like, all right, jig's not working, move to the middle of the water column. That's not working. Move to the top. If that's not working, uh, we need to find a bar somewhere very close <laughs> something, you know, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta toy around and that's the thing too. Like, you know, each body of water is so different. Well, I shouldn't say that. A lot of bodies of water are similar. And I'm talking nationwide. I've fished coast to coast, freshwater, north to south, all the way up into Canada. Right. So if a, a clear lake in Canada, you know, X, Y, and Z worked for me, theoretically, with the same water temps, conditions, stuff like that, usually it works on a clear body of water in Missouri. You know what I mean? Um, there could be some subtle differences, forage, things like that. Same thing with like cloudy water, you know, as far as like colors and bait styles and all that stuff goes. So, I mean, I think we get so caught up like, or at least I did, where, all right, this is a new body of water. I got to find a whole complete different style of baits to throw here, right? Because it's going to be totally different than what it was back on my home lake. But then you sit there and think like, all right, well, the water is the same color as my home lake. The clarity is the same color as my home lake. This area over here looks like, you know, an area in my home lake where I did good. Let's go check that out, and then I'll end up finding fish that way. You know, I kind of try to relate. You know, and I think that's the thing too, right? Like, um, you know, sometimes all of us don't get a lot of time on the water, right? And I know, you know, you got limited time on the water. Um, I'm going to have a lot of limited time on the water this year. Um, but when we have that limited time, you know, it's it's important to take mental note. Um, hey, this is what worked this day. And um, this is kind of like the, the area or type of area I fished, whether it be like a stump field or a gravel bottom, a weed line, you know, in the weeds, punching or whatever. And then relate that to this next body of water over here that we're going to go to next weekend, you know. Um, so I think that's the thing, too, is when that's where I was originally going with this is when you have a limited amount of time on the water, you want to have the most success on the water while you're out there. Because otherwise you feel like you're wasting that limited amount of time, free time, when exactly. you're out there, right? So, I mean, that's the thing, man. It's, uh, I think we all get so caught up in catching fish, which, yes, rightfully so. That's why we're out there. But I think there's a lot more reasons to why we're out there than to why we're out there. It might be because your old lady drives you nuts and you want to have three hours <laughs> of being able to think clearly. It may be, you know, um, you just enjoy floating down a river and enjoying the scenery. It could be, I don't know, your secret bird watcher and you're really, you know, taking photos of birds in the trees on the lake line. I, who knows? But well, well, that's a lot of what what uh, Jason Ricketts was saying whenever I was frustrated and telling yeah. you I'll sell it all my tackle and everything. He's like, <laughs> he's like, man, it's 
like forget about catching fish like check out your surroundings like listen yeah. to the water listen to the birds check out the scenery you know and enjoy all that and you know he he's right yeah uh, like because you know out there on the water you know you do see a lot of beautiful things and like just nature itself is beautiful and you know whenever you get focused like that like gotta catch fish gotta catch fish gotta catch fish you know, you, you lose focus of, of like all the positive positive things around you i thought you were gonna say a bunch of beautiful women in your surroundings <laughs> I was like where are you fishing bro where are you fishing drop me them gps coordinates no, no but no, my you, wife wouldn't let me fish there yeah. <laughs> me yeah. either me either so but I think you're just right, dude. I mean, I think some of the most memorable times on the water I have are getting out there early, watching the sun come up, you know, through the trees. Or, I mean, one memory that sticks out to me is going up walleye fishing on Green Bay. And it's almost like fish in the ocean, right? Where all you see is water, and then all of a sudden you see this big red ball coming up. And, I don't know, beautiful sun rises. I've had... You know, sitting there fishing, not catching a damn fish, and then all of a sudden a deer comes swimming through the channel I'm on. Like, that's that's unique stuff, man. That's stuff you don't see every day. So, I mean, you got to take that stuff in, you know, and just realize, like, man, I'm lucky to be out here doing what I'm doing right now. And I think a lot of guys miss that concept. They're more worried about, you know, I just spent $600 on this rod reel combo and another $1,200 in baits and I can't even catch a fish type mentality, you know, which, you know, that's not what it's necessarily all about. So, no, I, I mean, mean, I I went out one time uh, this summer with my dad and, and just so happened my buddy, and his friend were going out on his John boat to the same place. Oh, and my uncle was with us. And so, you know, my buddy and his buddy were on, on his little behold John boat and me and my dad and my uncle were on kayaks and you know what? I caught like one fish all day, but I, I had a great time like hanging out with everybody. And, and my dad, you know, he caught a bass and then, he, he got a hit on a whopper plopper and ended up being a turtle. And he's like, what am I supposed to do? Like my, my dad don't fish a whole lot anymore. He, he used to do a lot of like catfishing and stuff. Sure. You know, sure. He, he hasn't done a whole lot of bass fishing, but you know, he's trying to, you know, hanging out trying with to me, convert you know. him. Yeah. 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 But, uh, they ate the one that whopper plopper and he caught a, caught a turtle and he's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I like, <laughs> how do I get this thing off my line? And, and so he, I, I ended up having to go to him and, you know, I, I used my little, uh, you know, hook remover tool yeah, yeah. to get it out and drop them in the water. But, you know, that stuff like that, like that, that's that a story scary. that you guys will talk about forever. Yeah. Right. And, you know, like, you know, that's just it. Like, you know, I made mention of me catching that fish out from underneath Josh's boat. Yeah. I caught a fish there, but it's more funny because of the whole experience of the day that plays into that. And I think a lot of people miss that concept because it was me, Jay and Josh fishing like literally right next to each other all day. And that was the first time I ever hung out with Josh ever. And, you know, we had a good time. We were cutting it up, ton of laughs. 
um, fish this new body of water. Josh had fished it before and, you know, Jay and I had had some success and we saw Josh struggle all day, man. But when that whole scenario happened, like we all got to laugh about it and we talk about it to this day, you yeah. know, all the time. Same thing when he took his pizza break in the middle of a tournament <laughs> and ended up yakking all over the place when it was 105 degrees out. Like that tournament it... sucked for me, but we still <laughs> talk about it because of Josh throwing up his pizza. Yeah. And see that, that right there, like that's the kind of stuff that makes memories that you're going to yeah. talk, talk about, you know, in the now, in the future and all that. You're not going to talk about like, man, you remember that day I went out and caught 10 fish. Yeah. Like, right. Like, right. no, you're going to talk about the good story, like this right. funny thing that happened out here, this right. crazy thing that happened that maybe wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny now. Sure, 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 sure. No, totally. I mean, that's what it's about, man. Like, fishing fishing to me, man, it's 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 the camaraderie, hanging out with buddies, um, having some laughs, cutting it up, getting outside, just having a good time. I mean, the fish, catching fish is the bonus to that, you know? Um I think the only time it would really be the story is when you catch a PB or, yeah. or you're, you know, caught five, five pounders in an hour. Then you're talking about a story, right? But, you know, you catch 10, 14 inch fish. You're not going to write home about that. You know, I mean, yeah, you might remember that. I went out a couple hours and banged 10 fish, but nothing big, but you're definitely going to remember the story of your old man you know, catching turtles on top water, freaking know? out about not knowing how to, <laughs> yeah, right? How to, how to get it off, what to do with it, and stuff like that. I mean, and you know, we we got a lot of turtles around here. Is that a, another thing? When I first got my vibe, the very first time I took it out, it was me and my buddy Chris. Uh, we went out and I found like a little bitty baby turtle like pro- shell probably wasn't much bigger than a quarter well yeah. probably more like half dollar or so but like this little bitty baby turtle and like i kind of it was right beside my kayak and i kind of picked it up and set it inside my kayak and was, yeah. took pictures of him like like it, this dude's <laughs> really cool he has pretty colors and everything you know i put them back of course and you know, i didn't right, right. you know keep them or using them as bait or nothing like that but <laughs> <laughs> but uh but you know, that's a memory that sticks in my head. I, I caught a, a fish that day and, you know, when I think of that day, I don't think about that, that fish I caught that. I think that another thing with that day is a buddy of mine, like my buddy, Chris, he was wanting to catch some bluegill to use his catfish bait. Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, he was using, you know, live worms and you know he he's not a real experienced you know fisherman sure. either yeah yeah you know me, me and him have kind of learned together along the way but he he's he's like trying to catch a bluegill but he's like fishing a little deeper i'm like dude throw it up there by the bank right and uh and he, he kept getting bites and he could not get, <laughs> get a fish that hook on. <laughs> so I, I had my little medium light rod i had had a uh a little trout magnet and i yeah tossed, yeah, yeah i tossed it over there and immediately first cast to bring one in and, and then later on we're like tied together and and he's like i need another bluegill i was like hold up so i took that trail back i, I cast it over over here over towards the, and 
one. Like, stuff like that. It, it wasn't the fact that it was catching, like, the fish I caught. It was the fact that he couldn't catch these fish, and I passed out one time and bring in a Slammed fish. Slammed one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's just it, man. I mean, it's 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 all about making the memories, having a good time, and you know, just getting out there and taking it all in, man. I mean, I would say my most memorable memory from from 2019, from like just getting out there on the water, uh, would be this was only for like an hour maybe hour and a half i got my old man out on the water in the blue sky my old man's a big dude like i'm i'm a tall dude but my my old man's a big dude he's like six four like 350 pounds he's a big dude and uh he's not the most stable person so i was like hey you could do this and i put him in the blue sky man and legit 20 minutes into fishing he bangs a bass probably a good 16 17 inch bass just bam right off the bat on the blue sky and hearing him go that was awesome i mean that made my whole year you know just seeing him enjoy what i enjoy doing you know so i think that's the big thing right like so when your whole conversation went down you're like, I'm selling all my gear. Who wants to buy my stuff? <laughs> you know, all that stuff. We're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, no, you're not selling your stuff. Like, this is something we all love. Like, we we need Milford to love it just as much, right? And and I think that's a thing. You know, you talked about that, that, you know, everybody encouraged you and kind of, you know, lifted your spirits up. You're just in a slump, you know? And then I yeah. felt like an idiot, you know? What do you mean? God, I'm stuck. Like, God, I'm stupid. You know, and, like let my anger get the most of me. Hey, dude, we all do it. Trust me. Just ask Josh. He talks to me all the time. I quit the podcast like six days a week. Uh, you all don't know that, but and then Josh is like, "You ain't doing nothing." You know, I just get frustrated sometimes. It, like I said, dude, it's with anything in life. And <coughs> excuse me going back to uh first episode of this season right that we had with jd you know we're talking about being positive man and just just spreading that positive message you know through fishing um that's a really good episode by the way thanks man and and that's exactly what we're talking about there man like we all get frustrated we all want to give up at some point you know what i mean but when you got a great well I won't even say great. I'll say absolutely phenomenal group of guys and gal. Shout out Susie. Um, here at Paddle and Finn, you know, you come to us, we're family, dude. So it's like we're going to walk you through that. So, Can't you know, me all teary eyed, man. Uh, <laughs> I'll send you a box of tissues. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's the thing, dude. Like, I think we all have that core group that we go to. And, and, and I'm going to put this out here now. If you're new to fishing and you, you're you struggling, dude, reach out to us. I don't care if you're a guy, a girl, you're 20 years old or 60 years old, and you're frustrated and you hit that wall, message the Paddle and Fin podcast page. We will talk you down off the ledge, my friend. And, you know, and that's just it, dude. Like, we all get there. We all get to that point. Like, 
back to Mark Twain, dude. I was on the way home. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I've spent all this money all year long, and I can't even catch one 12-inch fish. Had the winning bait tied up next to me. Like, this is all stuff going through my head. And then you got to sit back, and you're like, bro, what are you even talking about right now? Like, you're just fishing. Go out and fish. Like, you're worrying too much about this other crap. So... I don't know. My message to everybody is, is just go out, have fun. Don't get frustrated. If you do talk to somebody about it, um, you know, whether they fish or not and take those bad days on the water and go, okay, well, what did I do wrong? Okay. I threw this bait. What other bait could I have thrown? Uh, should I have fished a different kind of structure or bottom or something like that? Yeah. You can you kind know? of say, like, okay, what didn't work so yeah. I know not right. to do that next time. Right, like exactly. Learn from that, from that, you know, bad experience, I guess you can say. Out of, I, what is that saying? It's like, for every one great idea or invention, I think it is, there's been a thousand plus bad inventions or tests Probably more of that. That one good idea or that one good product or object to to work right, right? Yeah. Like, you know, um it, it's all trial and error. I mean, that's the biggest thing. If you if you look at fishing as trial and error, um and doing some research on like, you know, just general nature of bass, <coughs> you can create quite a bit of success just off of that i mean i think that's the biggest thing i do and i i told myself years ago like after having a bad day on the water all right well this all didn't work so what can i do different next time to change that and then say you go out the next time and none of that new stuff works back to the drawing board all right i tried all these things what didn't i try all right, let's go back out and try this until finally you find that winning ticket, you know? And I mean, I will say too, like I've seen a lot of guys that have had struggles like that, started keeping a journal to keep track of all the different things that they did try so they can go back and, you know, start crossing things off or go back and see what did work at this time of the year on this certain body of water that, you know, whatever. And a good tool nowadays with technology for that, and I am no way, shape, or form associated with them, is uh, Angler, that Angler button. Yeah. You know, you press it on your hat every time you catch a fish, and it takes the GPS coordinates. It'll give you the weather. Um, you can put in the size of fish. You can put a picture of the fish, um, all that stuff, and that keeps a log for you. So you can go back and look at that. I know a lot of guys utilize that when they're, you know, for instance, fishing a, uh, tournaments on the same body of water, you know, in that same year or whatever. They can go back into their angler profile and be like, well, I caught a fish here, 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 here. Okay, well, that's uh, rocky bottom, rocky bottom, rocky bottom. I should fish rocky bottoms. So let's go out and look for that, you know. Stuff like that, dude. It's just little things. Um, just don't give up. Don't get frustrated. Well, you're going to get frustrated no matter what I say. So just work through your frustrations 
and just don't give up, I think, and uh, just keep keep grinding. And eventually, you know, it's funny, like I thought about it today, too, is like, when did it click for me? And I don't think it's fully clicked, but there will be a point in time where it's like this light switch goes off in your head. Those really are fake glasses. I always thought you were joking. <laughs> like I'm just sitting here, you like stick your finger through the lids of the glass and scratch your eye. Like, I, <laughs> you all thought I was playing with you. I, there's I, a there's a story behind these glasses. I'll I'll finish off the episode with the the glasses story. But um, uh, um, you know, just uh, I totally lost my train of thought there. But. Uh, I think I, I kind of feel like I know kind of where you were going, and I was wanting to touch on this a little bit too. Yeah, man. Uh, this this might be a, this might not. I might be completely wrong, but I'm gonna go my way anyways. But uh, uh, so on your ep- y'all's episode with JD, mm-hmm. you know, you were talking about you, you know I know 2019 you got so wrapped up in the tournament scene and bass fishing and everything and yeah I, you were talking about with uh, jd like this coming year you know you gotta settle down a little bit you know yeah. do more more you like okay yeah. get go check out some you know go after some different species is you know, still do your best thing do some local tournaments here and there or whatever but you, you're gonna try out some different species and and all that and you know that's something that that I'm I'm wanting to do this year too, yeah. Because uh, I've been so focused, like every time I go fishing, I'm so focused on you know bass fishing and m- making it all click and come together. Yeah, yeah. And you know, up until like f- like six years ago, I I would like fit you know fish with nightcrawler for some bluegill or yeah yeah, yeah. or catfish or you know, whatever. And, and, you know, I got my daughter a kayak now and I plan on taking her out this year. And so I I, I foresee a lot of bluegill fishing coming this year, you know, taking her out and just enjoying time with her and, you know, night crawlers and with a hook and a bobber and wearing out some bluegill. Simple, easy fishing, laid back fishing, man. And that's the thing. Like a lot of us started like that, you know, and, uh, kind of overcomplicate it sometimes you know yeah yeah and that's the thing too like doing little trips like that resets everything that you had mentally that was screwing you up sometimes you know what i mean like i've noticed that like you know like this past weekend i went fly fishing and it was like this is nice man actually it was kind of cold but it was nice to be doing something different and just you know not thinking about um you know, trying to catch bass instead of I was trying to catch trout. But, you know, it's nice to change it up. I didn't catch anything, but I tell you what, dude, I had an awesome day. Spent the day with two great friends, Jay Randall and my buddy Eric. And, uh, you know, we just kicked it back, had a lot of laughs, and um, just enjoyed our time outside, man. And that's what it's all about. And see, that's something that I would like to try this year too, is trout fishing. I've never, you know, fished for trout, but the more I hear people talk about it, and the more I, you know, videos will pop up on YouTube about it, I'm like, like man, this seems like it, it'd be fun because you know, 
like I'd still like to try it, like with artificial lures. I know they're a little more f- finicky, you know. Yeah. Y'all talk. Y'all well, talking about with the eyesight and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, you could still catch them with like uh, crankbaits, inline spinners, twister tails, things like that, like smaller baits, um, just on a spinning rod. Like that's just as fun. You know, I think a lot of people hear trout fishing and they immediately think fly fishing. Mm-hmm. And it's not the case necessarily. Like you can, I know a guy here in uh, Southeast Wisconsin and he does dabble in some fly fishing and he's pretty good at it. But most of the time he's got a, a lightweight spinning rod with a, uh, oh man, what are those things called? They're an inline spinner type of inline spinner. I forget the name, but uh, 90%, I'd probably say 80% of the time, he's out there with that lightweight spinning rod, dude, and it's a gas. Like, if you never catch a trout, like, you know, when you got a hard-hitting bass and it makes all the runs and the jumps and everything, and, you know, that's not every bass, but almost every trout is like that, where it's running all over the place, jumping out of the water. Kind of like a smallie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a... It's like a different version of a smallmouth for sure, but the trout will be smaller and it'll fight just as hard. So yeah, you know? see that that's gonna be. Uh, well, I'm gonna make that a 2020 resolution. You know, go yeah, find man. some trout. You got some it, good trout waters there in Tennessee too, man. Well, I one place that uh, that I've been to from time to time. You know, just fishing off the bank for bass is supposedly that spot is where TWRA stocks trout. Okay. So. Are you I, in there? I, yeah, I'm, I might try that out sometime. You know, go up there. Get after it, man. But, uh, you know, this podcast getting a little long. I think we're <laughs> over an hour now. But Yeah, uh, it's all good. Uh, I know you wanted to finish on the story with your glasses, but. <laughs> I guess to kind of close close this out, I, I found a quote online that I that I wanted to share. Yeah, uh, this, this is from a uh, article posted on uh, Bassmaster website from okay. from Mark Davis in 2012, and it says more often than not, however, but which I kind of just jump took this part. You know, there was more to okay. the article. Yeah, 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 but uh, it says more often than not, however, slumps are caused by a form of uh complacency i think i said that right yeah yeah. uh i I said you needed inner confidence and you do what you don't need is overconfidence and or arrogance it's easy to get that way after a a few top uh, performances Uh, you start to think you have everything figured out and then your performance hits rock bottom you look around for the problem never realizing it's you and uh, so, you yeah, should have started the damn podcast with that. <laughs> we could have ended it right there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, an- another piece of the article, he says, no matter what the no matter what the cause of your slump is, however, there's one thing that'll get you out get you out of it almost every time. Work harder than you ever have before. Yeah. So I I, I felt like that. That's that solid advice this yeah heck yeah man that's solid advice solid advice so all right 
You want the glasses about the, story? Let's hear about the glasses. All right. <laughs> All right. So this is what we'll do. This is what we'll do. Um, if you hear this, go to the Facebook page. I'm sure Ryan will have a post up the day this goes up. Go to that post and comment Brian's blue glasses, and we're going to send you three Paddle and Fin TRC covers. So there you go. We'll do a little giveaway. Oh. Told you guys we were going to do some more giveaways, so that's what we'll do. So these glasses, right, these were actually some cheap if you guys are watching on YouTube, some cheap sunglasses. My buddy Eric that I was fishing with this weekend um, got married in Michigan right on the the lakeshore. And uh, I was one of his groomsmen. And uh, they had the little reception uh, at this little pavilion right on the water of Lake Michigan, beach, whatever. And uh, so it was beach theme. And... They had sunglasses and, and uh, I forget what else, sandals and, like, all kinds of beachy items that they were giving out. Well, somebody had grabbed these glasses. It might have been my wife. And they dropped them, and a lens popped out. I'm like, dude, you could rock those. Now, mind you, this was a wedding. Weddings are usually the only time I really drink uh, <laughs> adult beverages. And I was like, give me those glasses. I'll rock these and everybody made fun of me because I only had one lens. So I popped the other lens out and then I wore the glasses the rest of the night with no lenses. <laughs> and, uh, just recently my wife was going through cleaning some stuff up and she was like, these are garbage. Right. And I'm like, Oh hell no. Those are my glasses. Yo, <laughs> you don't remember those glasses. <laughs> so I, I've been wearing them and it throws everybody off because they're like, dude, I didn't know you had glasses. And I'm like, yeah, it's all good. And then I'll put my finger through like the frame, you know, from the inside out. And they're like, what the hell? You know? So it's just kind of funny. And then my buddy Eric was here this past weekend and I was like, dude, you remember these glasses? He's like, what are those from? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. It was your wedding day. Mind <laughs> you, we had bought a $180 or $200 and some dollar bottle of uh, champagne. It was huge. It was like oh, a gallon and a half of champagne that we had bought and we were passing around the reception. So he was pretty schnockered up. And uh, he's like, dude, that's right. Those are for my wedding. So it was kind of funny. It's They got sentimental value. I won't let them go. So, yeah, I, I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. I think it, you know, like, look like they need some tape around the. Yeah, the I thought about that, dude. Putting like some electrical <laughs> tape, like right by the nose bridge there. Yeah, <laughs> look like Wild Thing from Major League. You That's know, that? more like white tape. And you'll yeah, you'll dirty. I could do that you know, too. You, you could pull off the nerdy look pretty good. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start changing it up. Like every week, I'll have like different color tape on there. Or something. <laughs> so. But, uh, yeah, that's the glasses story, so you all know. But, uh, yeah, go to the Facebook page, comment Brian's Blue Glasses, and uh, we will uh, hook you up with some TRC covers. So, awesome. so first person to comment. Yeah, get on it. So, well, thanks for having me on, man. I think this is good conversation. I hope everybody can grasp something from it next time they're feeling down and out about their fishing skills and all that good stuff, man. Yeah. I, I, th I think that, uh, we put out a, we put out our hearts on this episode. 
Yeah, yeah buddy. Got, got in our feels a little bit. Hearts on our sleeves, brother. <laughs> That's what it's about, man. Living and learning from each other, and it'll only help uh, make us all better anglers. Right on. All right, well, I guess tight lines, smooth battling. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo right on your catch board. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water. Presented by Costa Custom Boats. Every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.